0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Most parents want the best for their kids, and sometimes that might include separating from their child's father or mother. But even if this is the best thing in the long run, it can be really tough for kids to get their head around which in turn can make the pain of breakup even worse. Rachel Bridge is a mum and psychologist who works with families. Hi, Rachel. How are you?
1: Hi, Siobhan. I'm good. How are you?
0: Good, thank you. When children are young, so thinking around the age of um, toddlers or they're at preschool, they're quite young to understand a separation and what it is. How should we explain it to children of this age group?
1: Yeah, it's, um, I mean, as you said in your intro, separation at any stage is a really tricky thing that has a significant impact on anyone in the family system. And I think all children, regardless of age, cope and respond really differently. And This is a real area of passion for me, not only in my work, but our little family is also a blended family. So my first son, Corey, who's now 14, and I got his permission to mention his name, (laughs) I came into his life when he was four, but he has a different mum and shares the dad that my girls have. So blended families mean a lot to me for lots of different reasons. I think... The really important thing is making space for kids' feelings, no matter what the feelings and no matter how they're expressed. Any change in little people's lives is a a significant one, but especially separating parents. And sometimes the things that we think they'll be okay with are actually the things that they find really tricky, like moving from space to space or moving from their special things to another parent's. So making space for all the feelings and all the possible re- reasons for the feelings is, is really important.
0: And do you address that with small children? Like it's challenging enough when kids have tantrums when they're little. And we know that that's developmentally appropriate and we know that they're not being bad or naughty. But I can imagine if you're separating and you're trying to work out how to physically separate a family and all the sort of things around custody and financial arrangements, that if you have a small child who's having tantrums, it might be quite bewildering in terms of knowing what to do or how to Manage that? I mean, we're told to name feelings. Do we just continue on that path and say, I know you're angry, but not necessarily talk about the breakup itself? I think it's important that children have a story when it comes to tricky
1: feelings. And of course, that story is going to contain different levels of detail depending on their developmental age. But I think when we're able to give a name to a feeling and underneath that also give it a story it helps it helps us process it and it certainly helps children process it so saying something like you know I know that you're feeling angry and describing what you're seeing and then offering them a story it's really hard to say goodbye to daddy when it's time to come to mum's house and I think you know parents moving through A separation, it's so important that they're seeking their own support because going through a divorce or a separation is going to raise massive feelings within the adults. And we know when we're dealing with stress and anxiety and worry and grief, our capacity to respond to our children with intention gets impacted. So really important that parents are seeking their own support and talking through their own feelings and thoughts and experiences so that they can remain that neutral, safe base that the children need, which is hard when it comes to the little person missing a dad that the mum might not necessarily be feeling okay about and vice versa.
0: How do you actually tell your children you're going to separate? Like is there a best practice way of doing that? I think there's key things that are helpful
1: to include. I think given the complexity of separations and how different they can look for every family, it's probably impossible to kind of come up with one script that's going to meet everybody's needs. I think being honest is always helpful and being sensitive to what the children's needs are so giving them the information that they need but not overloading them with the information that they don't need for example saying you know mummy and daddy have made the very hard decision to separate and we're both feeling sad and worried being honest about feelings and then giving space and reassurance for where they may be so really important to kind of cover off Key things like making sure the children aren't feeling a sense of blame, often in separating families. It's been a big lead-up with lots of kind of stresses happening and children are very sensitive and that they take on a lot and when they can experience or sense that there's tension within a relationship, their capacity to see outside themselves isn't yet developed so they're very quick to blame self around, oh, you know. Maybe it's me. So making sure they have a sense that it's not them. Um, That's not to say that they need to know the exact reasons as to why the decision has been made, but reassuring them that it's not their fault. And I think also reassuring them that, you know, this is a decision that mummy and daddy have thought really carefully about and it will be hard and there will be lots of change, but we'll get through it together. So there's still a sense of togetherness and we're here for one another. It's just that things are going to look very
0: different. So when you say you don't have to go into the reasons that you're separating, so saying something like or acknowledging that you may have been fighting or that you're not getting along anymore, is do you... Do you avoid talking about that? Because children can really take that stuff on, can't they? Like, you know, when so, if someone's old who passes away and you tell your child, oh, well, they were old, then they start going, well, are you old? Are you going to pass away? Like, I'm just wondering if that is a problem or if it is down that pathway of being honest so they don't blame themselves, like you're actually giving them a reason for why it's not working out. Yeah, no, you raise a really important thing because kids
1: are very concrete thinkers and so they are more likely than some adults to kind of form linkages or um, beliefs on situations based on the information that they've been told. I think it's, it's a tricky one to answer. I think sometimes taking the children's lead on the information that they need to know to feel as okay as possible is probably maybe a better stance to take. So putting it to them once you've shared the news, maybe not in the moment because there's lots of big emotions, but inviting them to return to the parents, either together or separate, or even to another safe adult that is separated from the marriage, like a grandparent or an aunt, with the questions. And so then what you're doing is, You're allowing them time to kind of think and process and come to you with the things that they're feeling uncertain about rather than offering too much information that may not be helpful or may lead to quick judgments on, well, you know, Nana and Poppy are fighting, so do they break up? Or I had a fight with my friend. What does that mean about my relationship with them?
0: What if you have different parenting styles and you're worried about how the other person is parenting. So you've decided to separate. Sometimes you separate because you've been fighting about the kids and how you're raising them. And then all of a sudden you're not a partnership anymore. How can adults deal with that kind of fear of, well, what's going to happen when they're in that house away from me? That's a really complex, another complex thing
1: that comes up quite a bit. It does. I think part of the grief in separating is for the parent, a loss of time with their children, as well as a loss of experiences and that, you know, milestones and events, as well as what kind of parenting experiences are they going to be receiving in the other home, which is a hard one. Again, I come back to the critical importance of parents seeking their own support to process some of those feelings, make sense of some of those feelings and parents going through support, sorry, through separation in seeking their own support, also working towards a way, an amicable way of keeping the kids at the forefront of the mind. And sometimes that means when things are really tricky and communication with the other parent is hard, seeking support for things like that. You know, there's lots of services like Relationships Australia or Catholic Care or psychologists or counsellors such as myself that can help with communicating with the other partner. You know, it might be seeking mediation where the parents come together and they have another professional person to help aid that communication so that they can form something like a parenting plan, which doesn't just outline kind of where the kids go at what point, but can also explore things like parenting values, parenting approaches, what are we okay with, what are we not okay with. And that's really important for the child to, you know, consistency and predictability through change are kind of the two key things that can help us feel safe and that's particularly relevant for kids going through a significant change like separation so if they're moving from one home to another where the parenting approaches a polar opposite that's going to cause some distress and some difficulty with that transition so parents coming together not just for their own needs around this is the way I would like to parent but to find somewhere in the middle for the mental health and wellbeing of their kids is really important.
0: And I imagine that would be one of the first thing that parents worry about when they've decided or they're thinking about separation or they've decided to separate is what will it do to the kids? So. If we manage to muddle through this experience with the best practice in mind, with that open communication with our kids and trying to give them that safety, putting them first, will the kids be okay? You know, will they be able to come through the other side without too much damage?
1: Kids are really resilient. I often think kids are more resilient coping with change than adults are. And I think we all probably experienced a sense of that moving through COVID, how quickly kids can adjust while we're kind of left reeling. But kids are resilient, kids are adaptable. And as long as they're getting those big love tanks filled in one way or another by a safe, predictable, nurturing adult, that's what it takes to build a healthy, adaptive, resilient little person.
0: Well, I'm glad we ended on that point. Rachel, thank you so much for speaking with us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Siobhan. That's psychologist Rachel Bridge, and you can learn more about Rachel and her work by following the links in the episode notes. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.